there partner welcome to lmnop the podcast about the best show on television of all time veep. elementary huh veep were you gonna say veep no it wasn't well, neither was i because veep honestly probably isn't even the best show on hbo max <laughs> it's fun i recommend it it's good it's funny but i'm sure there's better stuff to watch it did like many shows fall off after season five I think. Yeah, well, once you're, not to give the, any spoilers, but once you're the president of the United States, where do you go from there? More of the pre- more of being the president. Ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were talking about how the, the show is not called Beep. I mean, Peep. Yeah, it's Veep, not Peep. Not Peep. She could become Secretary of Seep. What is that? Well, it's Secretary of State, in which case the show would be called Seep. I feel like there's already a show called Seep, and it's, like, on the fetish channel. <laughs> Ew! Seep. Gross. Treep. Secretary Treasury. Treep. What do you think the eep sound comes from? Why do you think they say it like that? Um, because the, the first time someone pitched the idea for this show, someone went, Eep! That's a great idea! Uh-huh. And that's what I'm sticking with. Well, you're right. <laughs> that is what happened. Well... Whether or not Veep is Eep-worthy, we're not talking about Veep, because this is a podcast about elementary. Elementary-eep. Element- <laughs> no, we already talk about Peep and Poop too much. With Sherlock Heep and Joan Weep. No, I don't like it. See, it sounds bad when it's Weep. Heepy and Weepy. Solving crimes together. That would be us. I don't know how I'd be Heepy, but... That would be us solving crimes. What do you mean? (laughs) Today we are discussing season one, episode 17 of Elementary called Possibility 2. Ooh. Second possibility. I like it. The first possibility was that Joan didn't become a detective. This episode (laughs) is possibility two. Ooh. This is, yeah, this is a very, a very, um... She's becoming a detective. She is becoming a detective. Oh, looks so weep. (laughs) Does that work? I don't know the lyrics, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think it's that. But it's, you know, it's probably exactly like that. Right? Yeah. So, um, this is, yeah, this is the first episode now that Joan has signed on as to be a detective. So we open... On a crime scene, two gentlemen wearing identical security officer uniforms, and they're both dead in a parking lot. Gunshot wounds to the chest. Mm-hmm. And um, Joan is wearing four-inch heels, I noticed. I didn't. But... They're so high. I know that she wears heels a lot, and they're, like, chunky. These are so tall. Well, she wants to get a, a better look at the clues. <laughs> she wants to get further away from the clues that are on the ground. Well, you never know where the clues are going to be. That's true. What if it's up a tree? What if the mystery is 
whose cat is in that tree? <laughs> you know, the classic thing that cops and detectives um, solve and not firefighters. Right. Mm-hmm. They should get their own cat in a, in a tree department. It happens too often, and 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 we are are, are siphoning resources from other city operations. Mm-hmm. I'm running for mayor, so I'm working on my political talk. Okay. Well, you're saying that cats get stuck in trees too often. I would say they don't even get stuck in trees one often. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, just because you've never seen a cat in a tree, Do it doesn't get- mean it doesn't happen. Do you get it? Yeah, you said one instead of two. Uh-huh. Because it sounds like the number. Yeah. I don't appreciate you making jokes about such a serious topic. Well, I appreciate it. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Well, good luck on your mayoral run. Thank you. Mayoral run. I have low hopes. You have to have high, high hopes for winning. She did for the Get out of here, Adam Levine. No, that's by Panic at the Disco. Oh, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, dead security guards. Huh? Yep. Yes. So, um, there are these two security guards on a parking, in a parking garage roof. So, Bella's like, all right, Sherlock, what do you think? And Sherlock's like, Joan, what do you think? And Joan is like... Uh, uh, these two men were shot one time each in the chest. They're scuff marks, so they probably chased somebody up here who shot them each once, and then I don't know where he went. Maybe he flew away. Somehow disappeared. Somehow disappeared. There doesn't seem to be any marks of a killer that left the scene. Mm hmm. And Sherlock is like, well, you did a great. Thank you. Uh, no. Joan, you tried, but um, no, there was no assailant because there was an assailant, but it was one of the security guards because he was a fake security guard. What? Because his security guard patch was sewn onto his clothes. It wasn't uniform. It was a shirt that looked like a uniform with his patch shown on it. Oh, mm-hmm. an elaborate ruse. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Sherlock, finds um, four car registration papers in his pockets so the guy was pretending to be a security guard for the parking garage going around to the cars looking at the registration and then like calling his buddy to be like people that live at 456 def street are at work right now and they have a really nice car so they probably have some great shit to steal Or they were very irresponsible and spent all of their money on this car. And their house is going to be a piece of shit. (laughs) In which case, sorry for the wild goose chase. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, And uh, and then Sherlock says, and one more thing. And Joan is like, his cell phone. The last number he called is going to be his accomplice. Joan's like, I know this one. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm following along. Yeah. (laughs) And... uh, Sherlock says, Marcus, do you want to call him? According to the caller ID, uh, caller ID, his name is Loco Juan or something like that. Like, <laughs> Loco. It's something like Henry Loco or something. Mm. It's in his name. It's in It's in there as Loco. Crazy. Crazy Steve. Yeah, the real police can go pick this guy up. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to actually deal with. We solved it. Yeah. That's all. That's what matters. You're welcome. And then this is a great little moment. They're walking away from the crime scene. They're going down the stairs. And Sherlock says, don't let your failure discourage you, Watson. 
And she's like, I didn't fail, and I'm not discouraged. And I love that. Yeah. Because she's just learning. So, you know, the fact that she got anything right, the fact that she even noticed some things, was great. She used to be a surgeon. She wasn't a detective. Even though the people who made House MD, the show, would probably argue that being a surgeon is a lot like being a detective. Mm. Or being a doctor, not necessarily a surgeon. You know who's in House? Who? Hugh Laurie, who's also in Veep. We're not doing this. Connected. We're not. We're not doing this. So Sherlock is like, listen, as a detective, you gotta start looking around at uh, weird things, seeing things that don't add up, things that stick out from their environment. And Joan is like, you mean like a limo in the middle of nowhere with the driver staring at us? Because there's a limo there and the driver is staring right at them. Yeah, that is out of place. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Well, let's find out. Best to get into the limo, I guess. <laughs> so this guy Crabtree is like, hello. I'm Crabtree. He doesn't introduce himself as Mr. Crabtree. He just says, I'm Crabtree. Well, it's because he once was a Crabtree who was turned into a human being. And was so thankful, decided to drive around his human creator. Why isn't he former Crabtree then? Well, he he's still, I mean, once Crabtree, always Crabtree. Maybe his first name is Crab. <laughs> and his last name is Tree. Yeah, maybe. Like Stan Lee. Mm-hmm, Sounds like it would be one name, but it's actually two. Stanley Crabtree. That's a hell of a name right there. Stanley Crabtree. Stanley Crabtree. At the your fourth. service. <laughs> exactly. So they go into the car, into the limo, and across from them is this guy, Gerald Lydon. Played by uh, uh, Schweiker uh, from Schweiker and Coakley in Better Call Saul. Yes, yes. Distinguished American older gentleman. Yes. Is what he plays all the time. (laughs) And uh, he says... He he only started working 15 years ago. Yeah. Some people are just like that. Um, Like Judy Dench. You know, she didn't do anything Mm until she was 60. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So Mr. Lydon says, you know, I have 18 patents and I can do 11 push-ups uh, I can do 11 pull-ups, and I'm 58. And Sherlock says, well, I have 16 forks. I don't know. What are we, what are we comparing What here? are we doing here? Yeah. We're just saying random facts about ourselves? I love it. And he says... Quick, random fact about yourself. Go. I only have one dog, and it's not even all mine. <laughs> you don't own the front half. <laughs> I don't really own the back half. Well, the way you act. <laughs> I do own a lot of the flumps that come out of his back half. Yeah. Well, that sounds like he poops hair. <laughs> I just mean he pulls, he has a lot of fluffy hairs. He's shedding. He's shedding a lot and his and, butt is shedding you, first. And you help. I love to help him shed his butt. <laughs> fluffs. I call them flumps because it sounds right and also they're lumps of fluff. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Flumps. Flumps. Um, what's a random fact about you? Um, I, 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 I just poofed a little. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so moving along, Mr. Lyon says, look, I'm telling you that I'm a, I'm a vital man. I'm a, a vibrant man. My brain is alive. I'm, I'm made of vibranium. Mm-hmm. But no. Uh, and, uh, but on my, this is, this is a good day. On my bad days... It's very bad because I have dementia. And they're like, damn, sorry Sorry. to hear that. And he says, I have 
hereditary cardio and I don't remember. I didn't write it down. CAA. CAA. He has a condition called hereditary CAA. And Joan is like, yeah, I mean, dementia is a symptom of that. And he's like, yeah, so is death. (laughs) I'm being murdered. Someone's murdering me. Somebody gave this to me. Someone did this to me. And Sherlock's like... Yeah, your parents. That's what hereditary means. Yeah, maybe that's why... Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Hereditary? No, have you? Uh, Yeah, parents eat their kids. I am your mother! Actually, I haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I know that that's from it, though. (sighs) Oh, wait. Hereditary is the one where they go to their grandparents, but they're not actually... Never mind. Okay. Spoiler. Okay. Spoilers for Hereditary. Yeah, she becomes president. Huh? The grandmother yep. becomes president? Yep. Okay. I love that mo- heap. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I understand now. So the guy's like, I talked to some. I talked talk to the top geneticists in the world. The, all of the geneticists came together from the world and they made a human pyramid and I talked to the ones at the top <laughs> of the pyramid. I talked to the lightest... Genologist. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, <gasps> we I, didn't do nicknames. Oh, fuck. Okay, um, I'm Val Flight Cub. My nickname is the bee in the box. And I'm Alec, and a.k.a. Gene Jr. It's a name that runs in the family. Uh, so this is where I say, oh, we'll just slice that, splice that in, and then I and don't, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see why I was reminded of my nickname. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, Sherlock is like, look, just because they were smart enough to get to the top of the pyramid, <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean that just because it's possible to give someone, induce CAA somehow, doesn't mean that it's likely. I mean, you probably just got it from the cause of it. Your genes. Yeah, it just it happens. And he's like, my parents, no, none of my family has, has this. So, no. And, and Joan is also like, isn't another symptom paranoia? Yeah, exactly. It's like when you smoke and then you get paranoid and you're like, where's all my weed gone? Did someone, did someone steal it? I, it's never happened to me. When I got paranoid, I was in the shower, and Tom was watching a TV show that had gunshots. Oh, no! And I thought SWAT team was breaking in. <gasps> oh, no! And I got the floor of the bathroom very wet because I kept poking my head out from the shower, <laughs> waiting for the cops to come in and kill me because they obviously just came in and killed Tom. Right, right. I So I grew up in a household with parrots, and one thing the parrots like to do is scream. Mm-hmm. And so I was always like having a mini psycho moment in my <laughs> bathroom by myself when I was shower because I would hear like, ah, ah, ah. and I would just be like, so maybe a killer just came in and killed my whole family. Um, but if I stay in here, maybe they won't see me behind the curtain. I'll be fine. <laughs> I had so many... when I, I'm just realizing when I was a kid and I was like falling asleep or something, mm-hmm. I would just be like, what would I do if a murderer came into our house right now? Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, I would bank on the fact that they wouldn't go upstairs, but they might. Would I sell out Della? And would it help me? <laughs> Or not? I'm pretty sure I settled on no to all of the above. Well, well didn't didn't Della? Wouldn't she be the last one killed if you were just in your room? 
Mm-hmm. Because her room was only... You could only get to her room through my room. Right. Right. So I would just be like, that's a closet! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or, or I guess her... I guess possibility, too... Is, is you scream, she'd be more fun to kill! <laughs> Point, pointing to her door. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How does that work? You, you can't really get around that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very glad that uh, my childhood fears have never had to be used. Yeah, you mean that. your fears never came to fruition? Yeah, so far so good. So Sherlock declines this case because he's like, look, it's probably just dementia. Or it's, I mean, it's probably just naturally occurring. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I only work in good faith, and I don't feel like I can actually do anything for you, so I won't just take a dying man's money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has principles and a boatload of money already. What Here you- we are, just seconds after we just spoke last. Uh-huh. It's not six hours later. Well, it, it's seconds. Just lots of... That is, yeah, just thousands of seconds. <laughs> Balto in the hole. <laughs> Poking his head. Always getting in where he doesn't belong. I belong everywhere. I'm done. <laughs> You're peaking the audio, Bobo. You gotta cool. <laughs> yeah, that was much better. Thank you. <laughs> What's going on, silly? What could you possibly need? You've attended to every <laughs> every need. What's it? Wasn't dinner? So, can you hear him eating? I don't think you can. Nah, it's fine. So Sherlock and Joan are home now, and Joan goes to her room, and there's this big stack of books outside of her room with a sticky note on it that says, "What's on?" What is this homework? Mm-hmm. Holmes work. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes work, and it's like four feet tall. This stack of books, and she goes to Sherlock. Um, to complain about it because she's like, I read the last stack of books, but this is philosophy. This isn't going to help me solve crimes. Philosophy. Philosophy. I already know all I need about uh, philosophy. <laughs> and Sherlock looks like Dr. Horrible because um, he's got these big black goggles and the, <laughs> um, he is melting a a, do- a Cabbage Patch style doll. Experimentation! With acid. Yes. She says, like, Bentham is a utilitarian philosopher. Why am I reading him? And he's like, he invented modern criminology. said that crime is a result of free will. She's like... And then the, the doorbell rings. And she's like, can you put away the acid before we answer the door? And he just has this dumb look on his face. Like, huh? While still wearing the goggles. While still wearing the goggles, yeah. It's great. Yeah. He kind of looks like the, like, really sad puppy eye emoji. But instead of eyeballs, (laughs) it's goggles. (laughs) So, um, they answer the door. And it's Crabtree again. The driver. Mr. Crabtree. Yes. And he is like, this is from my employer. He doesn't talk like that. He talks like a normal person, but... He's like, this is for you, Sherlock. And it's this little hexagonal box. It's like wood on the sides and glass on each of the hexagon faces. Yeah. And Sherlock is like, I don't want the... Oh, my God. And he says it in a very like, oh, my God. Look at that. What? And there's, a, there's one B. And Joan's like, 
Why are you getting all wet over a bee in a box? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, this is a special bee. And it's clearly a special box. Yeah, come on. It's yeah. bee-themed. It's a hexagon. It looks like a beehive. Yeah. Or, or a segment of one. Yeah, it doesn't look like a beehive. <laughs> it's a, it looks like a beehive if you're looking at a beehive It looks like really honeycomb. Close. The cereal? <laughs> you're right. It looks like a beehive if you zoom in really far. Like how sometimes there's this blog that I used to follow that would show um, random pictures from Google Maps. And sometimes it, there was pictures like inside people's houses. And I was just like, uh, huh? How's this on Google Maps? Uh, probably tornado country. <laughs> no, yeah. no. It was... Bruce ripped off. Anyway. Um, and Sherlock is like, this isn't just any bee. This is a kind of bee that's. This is a B plus. <laughs> more like a b plus yeah and uh it's a solitary bee that's really rare and it's known for making exquisite hives out of flower petals mm, and, it, and it's honey tastes like uh, butternut pomegranate mm, mm, that famous uh sp- sprotum flavor <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the warmer months. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so he's like, oh, this is amazing. And he's like, tears pouring down his face. He's like, I can't accept it. Yeah. Bring it back. And Crabtree's like, I knew you wouldn't accept it. You're a man of principle. Which is what normal humans sound like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he brings it back. And now... <laughs> It's the next day. <laughs> um, Joan, Joan is learning single stick. Oh, with the, uh, the, the single stick. Just one. Just one stick. She hasn't developed the Joan Watson method yet of two sticks. <laughs> Twice the single stick. Mm-hmm. It's called two stick. It's called, hey, I have two of these now. Stick. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> The joke being, of course, that if it was really following the same naming convention as single stick, you would call it double stick. Oh. Yeah. I thought maybe that joke was not obvious enough, so I no. thought I would just explain it. <laughs> Don't want people missing my hilarity, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, how does Joan feel about single stick? She uh, thinks it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want me to whack him right in the, the, the pate? The pate. The forehead? She's like, this is your hobby. And again, she's like, this isn't going to help me solve mysteries. I don't need to learn how to be Sherlock Holmes. I just need to learn how to be any old detective. It's true that you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to solve mysteries. But you should learn some kind of athletic thing. Mm-hmm. And like... If there's anybody that might have to war, um, smack someone in the pate. If there's anybody that yeah is going to need to smack somebody in the in the head, like some kind of criminal, but they only have one hand, it's a detective. Yeah, right. Be- they get into kinds all kinds of wacky situations. Yeah, and their left hand is always occupied by a magnifying glass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> magnifying glass. <laughs> you have to look like the emoji, or you're not a detective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but their conversation is interrupted by, um, Captain calling Sherlock because he's like, Gerald Lydon is asking for you. And Sherlock is like, well, I don't work for him, so I don't know why he would be. And Captain is like, well, 
I don't know. You killed. He killed his driver, though, so you should come in. Oh, no. He killed Crabtree? Crabtree has expired. Aw. So yeah. rotten Crabtree. I was thinking crab apple. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Why is it? I, I was also thinking crab apple this whole time. Hmm. Well, yeah, because what's the other option? What What is possibility two? A bunch of crabs living in a tree? Is it a is it a crab sprout when you first plant it? I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Doesn't that sound right though? Yeah. You know? And then it's the apple of the crab tree, so it's a crab apple. Mm. My brain is expanding and exploding. <laughs> There's not enough room. I'm like Drake in the Sprite commercial. It's pushing me away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the intro. The um Rube Goldberg mousetrap. Oh, that was the big reveal mm-hmm. of the, the early episode. Crabtree's dead! Yeah, yeah. And, and we already know who the killer is. Yes, we do. How are we going to make 40 minutes of this happen? Well, this, uh, this intro is really, really long. The opening <laughs> sequence, it's, it's very, really, really, really long. The mousetrap goes like through different rooms... There's a hidden bookshelf. It's, it's miles long, seemingly. Yeah, it's uh, it catches the mouse, but then the mouse runs away, so they have to redo it. <laughs> the the mouse comes back with uh, its mouse gang. <laughs> the mouse makes mouse bail, <laughs> and also the song is like. It's really slow. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Uh, quick question about the mouse bail. Mm-hmm. So he was able to gather up enough cheese. <laughs> it's yeah. He um he put his house up. <laughs> so they're at the Crabtree murder scene, and um, unfortunately, Gerald Lydon like did it. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I must have. He must have had a paranoid spell. Yeah. Something like that. His uh, his two adult sons want to talk to uh, him. Eric and Don Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it. Um, and they're like, no, we've waited long enough. Um, uh, but he will only talk to Sherlock. So Sherlock goes in to talk to um, Mr. Lydon. And he's like, I, you know, I, I don't know what brought me to kill my driver. I don't know what could have compelled me. You know, my lucidity is slipping between my fingers like sand. Yeah, it's sad. Like he, he just like doesn't know what is real, what isn't. But what he says is is throughout it all, the one thing that that remains solid is the fact that somebody did this to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and great acting by this guy. Yeah, distinguished older American gentleman actor number one. L- literally every time you call him Lyndon, I'm always like, who? Oh, right, Schweikly. Schweiker. Schweiker and Coakley. Yeah. Schweikly. Yeah. Schweikly. Schweikly. Sure. <laughs> his first name is Schweiker and his last name is, is Coakley. Schweikly! I love Schweikly's um, <laughs> films. Yeah. Great director. Yeah. Do the right thing. Do the right sh- sh- shring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, so this guy is such a compelling actor that Sherlock is like, well, damn, guess I own a bee now. And he he takes the bee, <laughs> the bee in the box down from down the stairs. Like it just like it shows Gerald Lydon just being like, "I'm this is the only thing that I'm sure of." 
And then, like, I think maybe, like, Sherlock, like, thinking pensively. Mm -hmm. And he looks around and sees the hexagonal box. And then it just cuts to him walking down the stairs. (laughs) With it, yeah. He's like, that bee's still for me if I dig your gaze? (laughs) And Joan is like, why do you have the bee? And Sherlock is like, I mean, it felt like denying a dying man his last wish. And this is a fucking cool-ass bee. Look at this bee. Look at this bee. Come on. This is pretty... Fucking cool. This be my bay. And also, like, if this bee is famous for making a nest out of flower petals, why isn't there a flower in the box with the bee? Because Lydon's a fucking asshole. Stupid. <laughs> he just Googled what's the most expensive bee. <laughs> he didn't do any more research about it. Just went on the eBay and just searched bee. <laughs> sort price high to low. <laughs> so... They, br- they drop the bee off at home and they go to... He- he- Hi- Hiwit? Hi- uh, Wyatt? Wyatt. Hi... I think it's... I think Hi-wit. it's... I think it's Watt Helix. Watt Helix? Watt Helix. Like DNA is a helix. Watt? Oh, W-A-T-T? Mm-hmm. Watt Helix. Yeah, I think that's right. But uh, when they, they get there and they're like, wow, this place is pretentious and commercialized as hell. And um, they are... They meet the guy who owns Watt Helix and um, this woman, Tasha Caterman. No, Tasha Cademan, who is a geneticist there. And this is, I think, the first time. Maybe not. But there's this great moment of um, the CEO um, introducing Tasha to them. And he's like, Tasha, this is Holmes and Watson. Yes. And it's like, the boys are in the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's them, Holmes and Watson. It's definitely not the owner, because isn't... Oh, yeah, it's definitely not the owner. Yeah. Because see, you see a portrait of him, and right. he, it looks nothing like that. It's just like a receptionist it's or something. It's just a dude. A guy, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sherlock is like, well, hey, hey a minute. Well, hey a minute. He's <laughs> trying to say, hey, wait a minute, and that's what came out. Well, hey a minute. Um, he knows Tasha Cademan. I know that lady. She wrote about the warrior gene. Yeah. The sociopath gene. Yeah. Why, why warrior gene sounds so cool? Mm-hmm. It does. Stop making sociopaths sound cool. <laughs> They're fucking sociopaths. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why that's the name. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you call it the sociopath gene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not as catchy, I guess. Yeah. But like warrior gene is like... You're genetically predisposed to be a badass or something. You, you like killing with spears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, then I'm just loving the Watson being a detective thing. There's a rotating shot next from behind where you see, um, you know, um, the receptionist or whoever introduced them and Natasha. And then you just see it's like around a pillar and you just see Watson talking to them. And then you see Holmes. And she's on the left and he's on the right and it's like she's a detective now too. Dang it. You're going to you're going to know it. You're going to love it. And I say, I do love it. Thank you. Yeah, you better. There's six more seasons of it. <laughs> you don't know that. She could leave next episode. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest thing for me to tease. It'd be really funny if I just foreshadowed Joan leaving as a detective like for, throughout our our it's, it's coming. Throughout the podcast, and she just... It's going to happen. Right? 
One day she will no longer be on this show. People will listen to 140 episodes like, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> um, so they're talking to the gen- geneticist. And they're like, is it possible to induce CAA? And she's like, yeah, if you had like a jillion dollars. And a super fancy lab. Yeah, like you could do it. There are like seven people that could do it. And they're like, great, small suspect pools. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're back at the brownstone. And Sherlock is speaking Norwegian on the phone for some reason. How do you know it's Norwegian? Because the subtitle said. Oh, speaking Norwegian. Speaking Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> and that is truly the only reason that I know. Speaking Norwegian. Speaking Norwegian? Yeah. Yeah. He, so he's speaking Norwegian. Um, and I wonder if this is like his Spanish where Sherlock speaks it, but Johnny Lee Miller doesn't. Uh-huh. Because we'll get to it when he speaks Spanish on the phone. And like, we don't speak Norwegian, you and I. And we also don't speak Mandarin, so we don't know if that time that he was speaking Mandarin on the phone, it was actually good or not. Mm -hmm. But his Spanish can confirm, not good. (laughs) Very bad. (laughs) He does his best, and I, you know, I admire him. But Spanish, he doesn't, um, he don't speak it. Anyway, um, so Joan is like, hey, um, so I think you accidentally left your dry cleaning in front of my my door, because, what the fuck? And... Sherlock is like, we're not only both detectives now, um, we're roommates officially forever. So and I made us a chore wheel, mm-hmm. and I grabbed cleaning the fridge, and Once you a month. got uh, my dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this feels like definitely not equitable in terms of like because because cleaning the fridge is intensive. Mm-hmm. It's time intensive and labor intensive, presumably. I mean, especially because they show him doing it later and it's with a toothbrush. So, okay. But, um, fucking Cinderella over there. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like when you have your, your stereotypical gender roles and, and wife is supposed to, uh, clean and cook every day. And the man's job is to, um, rehang a shingle. (laughs) Mow the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Once every six months. Right, right, exactly. But uh, he's like, it's only fair that we start aggregating chores because uh, instead of duplicating them, because it, that's just silly. And Joan is like, okay. Yeah, we shouldn't make two trips to the dry cleaners. You should just m- make a trip <laughs> with my stuff. And also, I'll point out, Joan doesn't bring any of her own stuff. Nope. <laughs> she just is doing his now. But she's like, okay, fine, whatever. What did you find? So Sherlock has been doing some digging into the suspect's. All these geneticists. And there's one who's like, works at a public school, like public college or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then recently bought like a huge thing of land. What? Which is like way more than he could have normally afforded. Teachers don't make money. No, they don't make land owning money. They are paid in smiles and the knowledge that some of the kids that they may have interacted with might someday do something. They are paid in thoughts and prayers <laughs> and gratitude. Um, but this guy has bought this fancy place and his loan was co-signed by Carter Lydon. Wait, uh, the dude's son? One of the sons. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so special. This guy has potentially induced CAA. Somebody who could induce it has, has been paid a bunch of money by his 
you know, his heir. Interesting. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Suspicious. Uh-huh. And then Sherlock gets a text that Joan also reads. And it says, CAA can be induced. <gasps> you are close to the thing itself. Hmm, sounds like a, I don't know, weird in code. Very specific wording, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. What's that about? Well, Sherlock remembers that specific wording from the warrior gene dissertation that he read. Oh, but the, she was the one behind that, the one that the, we just saw. Uh-huh. She also sends them a picture of a molecule. Um, so anyway, so Sherlock is like, wait a minute, this is that person, the same person from that we saw from earlier scene. And so he texts back, we know you are Natasha, want to talk, we'll protect you. And so she's like, fuck, okay, fine. You can come in. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Sherlock is, he sends it, and he's like, now she's reading it. She's probably freaking out. But now she's realizing that we're her best option. So she's probably thinking about it, and we're going to get a text in three, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Meet at lab. Yep. And they go to the lab to talk to her, and they find her. And she's dead. She's dead. She's super dead. Yes. So the police come in, obviously, because it's a murder scene. And Bella's like, hmm, this is a murder. And the suspect isn't still in the room. It was probably a, a break-in gone wrong. That's like all cops know. Yeah. It's like, eat hot chip, charge their phone, <laughs> and say it was a break-in gone wrong. <laughs> and lie. Yeah. Which just doesn't make sense. No. Because right next to the dead body is the painting of the CEO mm-hmm. done by famous painting person mm-hmm. that we all know and love. Yeah. And so we don't even have to say the name. Yeah, you it's just so know obvious. It. The name you're thinking of, that's who painted it. Yeah. Worth- Hester King K Hang Glider Combatter. You know. Yeah, him. Them. It really is Her. very good painting. They're great. And the painting is worth how much? Billions of pennies. Millions of dollars. Sure. Yes. Yes. I don't at, know that it's worth hundreds 12. of millions. At least $12. Yes. At least $12. Which, if if you're willing to kill somebody, you're going to steal a painting worth at least $12. Yeah. You're not going to settle for less than 12 no. For sure. So... Sherlock is like, no, come on. If it was a burglar, they would have taken that. And uh, he's like, and this portrait has the killer's blood on it now. What? And Bella's like, we're like standing in a huge pool of the victim's blood. Why do you think that that blood is the killer's? And he's like, that's an excellent question. Joan? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question for Joan. And Joan suddenly sits up from her desk that she's been taking a nap on. And she's like, I I know the answer, Mr. Holmes. I've been paying attention. (laughs) Um, But she looks around and and she's like, well, if from from the way that she was standing and the way she was stabbed... All the blood seems to have been in front of her, and the painting was behind her. So perhaps she fought back, injured her assailant, and got their blood on the painting? Mm-hmm. And Sherlock's like, and got their blood on the painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adequately done, Joan. <laughs> he doesn't le- even let her have it. Like, he's, he has to say the last part of it. 
Well, he figured it out first. That's true. That's true. He, he never takes the credit in the papers, but he wants the credit in the room. Mm-hmm. Marcus has to know. I have a theory that um, the unexplored ship that should have been explored more mm-hmm. in the show is not Sherlock and Watson, but Sherlock and Marcus. Belloc. Belloc. Yeah. Shirkus. Nope, Belloc. Much, <laughs> much better. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But their friendship is their friendship developing is also very good. You know, it's a very slow burn. It is. It's season eight material. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> so this is a funny way to introduce the fiance. But um, Natasha's fiance enters the scene and is just like, ah, my fiance, my fiance, she's dead. And uh, Bella's like, that's the fiance. <laughs> and so they go to talk to him, and he's a geneticist too. And he's like, she never which, told... Which makes sense, because if you know something as detailed and intricate as um, genealogy, uh-huh. you, you gotta date someone that knows the same stuff. Because mm-hmm. you gotta, you bring your work home with you. All the time. Mm-hmm. One of my exes uh, worked at a helicopter factory, mm-hmm. and she like put numbers into a spreadsheet, but she'd be telling me all about the 537s and the um, 5012s and the mm-hmm. QRSs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, can you say the big helicopter, the medium helicopter, and the small helicopter? Because <laughs> these numbers are too much for me. <laughs> and she's like, gosh darn it, I need a man who knows his helicopter numbers. <laughs> and that's why you're not together anymore. Well, yeah. That's the only reason. Pretty much. <laughs> so they're talking to the fiance, and he's like, I was a, um, I'm a geneticist too. But, you know, I really thought that you were going to talk to this other suspect named Benny. And they're like, hmm. Benny is the killer. <laughs> That's such a classic murder mystery thing of like, I'm surprised you're not talking to me about the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of like when we do the 50s theme murder mystery and I'm like, yeah, you should vote for us for Sock Hop King and Queen because that snake thing was totally not his fault. <laughs> and then people are always like, what snake thing? What? And then I'm like, oh, here's 10 minutes of exposition. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the classic thing that a lot of time in, in murder mysteries, it's the killer being like, oh, don't look at me. Here's another suspect to look at. I but, but to this the, person, yeah. Yeah, to the point where, like, I'll be watching Elementary and I'll be like, oh, they're the killer. Just because they blame someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now they go home and um, Sherlock has these, like, little... I don't want to say Sherlock has these little balls, <laughs> but, like, he does. He has these little plastic balls and these little um, dowel like plastic dowels, things that he dumps out on the floor. And Joan is like, oh, I haven't seen those since Organic Chem. Because he's trying to figure out what the molecule is that Tosh sent them mm-hmm. before she died. Because, like, I mean, come on. She was killed, like, 20 it's minutes after sending it to them. Obviously important. Unfortunately, right. it was not labeled properly. Right, right. You know, no little C's for carbon, H for hydrogen, mm-hmm. O for oxygen. Mm-hmm. AU for gold. Which makes no sense. Hey, you, hands off my gold. <laughs> I learned that in like sixth grade. I remembered it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Cobalt, I think, is CO. Anyway, so um, they don't know what the molecule's made out of. So Sherlock tries to figure it out by piecing it together on the floor. And Joan is like, well, why don't you ask 
one of the top geneticists in the world whose contact info you now have. I was like, oh, you mean our suspect pool? Uh, no, Joan. I don't think I will. Idiot. Thank you. <laughs> so they have. To, he has to do it himself because he's Mr. Sherlock, man. Yeah. And he falls asleep on the floor. Because <laughs> he's also a human. <laughs> Which, do you think Sherlock has a bedroom? That is interesting because we've ne- we I don't think you ever see it. No. And there's a time where he like prepares for a lover to come over and he's in a, in the room with the like fireplace and the ch- the couch. And he's like putting a blanket on the floor. Yeah, I was going to say he just has some <laughs> fuzzy blankets. That's it. Yeah. We see Joan's room, we see the kitchen, we see the living room, we see the media room, we see all kinds of stuff. We never see if he has a separate bedroom, we never see it. I think he sleeps on that couch. Probably. And I think also he's, like, not a real person. Where's his clothes? His room is also, like, a shrine to, I don't know, some cartoon detective. Yeah. (laughs) That he he watched growing up and he just loves. And he's like, I don't don't want anyone to know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the great mouse detective or something. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So he's falling asleep on the floor and Joan comes downstairs and she's excited and you know i was talking about how we don't have a an emoticon for joan yet mm-hmm. and the reason we don't have an emoji for joan in the discord is that she, she's her life hasn't been fulfilling her up until now she's <laughs> so excited about this because she made a discovery and she's like telling sherlock all about it and she's like Haha, look and she's alive yeah and it's great and so i took the picture of her looking really excited about what she's about to tell Sherlock. And I um, put a circle around it like she's looking through a hole or something. <laughs> and um, she looks kind of like the moon emoji. Mm-hmm. You know, the like, hello, I'm the moon. That one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we have a new emoji in the server called moon. And it's Joan being happy to be alive. Happy moon. We also have the new Marcus saying thank you, you emoji. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Anyway, so Joan starts disassembling the T-Rex that Sherlock has made out of the the chemistry Roblox. And um, she makes this molecule. And she's like, I spent a lot of time with that diagram that Tasha sent us. And I think I figured something out. And I sent it to my old genetics professor. uh, And Sherlock is like, in the middle of the night? She's like, yeah, well, he has insomnia, so he's always up between two and four. Uh-huh. And she looks like, oh, so you slept with your <laughs> geneticist professor. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And she's like, yeah, Jerry was really excited about this. And he just, like, <laughs> silently, like, mouths, like, Jerry to himself. It's really funny. And so um, so they figured it out. This is a gene, uh, This is a, a molecule that would have targeted the gene responsible for CAA. And Sherlock is like, that is awesome. But I'm a chilly little boy now. I'm a little icicle. <laughs> uh, I'm so cold. He's doing this like cartoon of a cold person. He's, just, he's like, standing up straight with his like arms by his side like he's shivering. Really tight. And and he's he's hunched over but only at the shoulders. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, to get his neck into his yeah, shirt more. like, I'm chilly boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, are my sweaters done? And... She's like, I just, we just made a huge breakthrough. And he's like, I will c- congratulate you when I am warm enough to do so. <laughs> so they go, um, so Joan goes to the dry cleaner and uh, 
there's this woman watching a TV. She's very bored. And this guy sitting at uh, another counter on the side. Bald sunglasses. Uh-huh. Uh, Volor tracksuit. And she um, she's like, hello, just four sweaters, please. And the woman is like, Polish, 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 yeah, Polish, 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 Polish. And the guy's like, she says one second, it's almost commercial. And then the commercial is over and she gives them, gives her this. Yes, yeah, the commercial is over. She was, <laughs> <laughs> this woman was very interested in the commercials of the TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and she takes the sweaters from Joan and then, um, and Joan is like, oh, that's a nice mink coat. And the woman just like doesn't say anything. Um, there's a mint coat in the in the rack on the you know the the thingy the dry cleaner the dry cleaner cleaner rack yeah the it goes in this big circle. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how it works, but I always assume that they put it on the rack and then the rack takes it through like a car wash through clothes for clothes and, and then you know comes back around. That's exactly what it is. And somewhere in there they put a a bag on it. <laughs> It's the last step of the car wash. <laughs> so then Joan gets a text that says, meet at police Staten. S-T-8-N. Mm-hmm. Staten. He's a modern man. He doesn't have time to type out whole words except police and meet. <laughs> and so then Joan is like, okay, um, so how much for the sweaters? And the woman is like, Polish, 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 Polish. And Polish Pitbull goes, $75. And Joan's like, for four sweaters? Okay, fine, $19. <laughs> she gives her a 20, and the woman does not give her change. <laughs> and she's like, can I have a receipt for my sweaters? And the woman just is like, no. So they go to, so so Joan goes to the state in the state in. Yeah, the police office stayed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> police office. <laughs> Don't make fun of me for not knowing police words. I will every time. <laughs> it would be worse if I did. Like, Marcus calls in a 1034 here because blah, 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 blah. You'd be like, hmm. Yeah, first off, it's a 1018, but go on. Go off, sis. My dad was a, um, a police dispatcher. So he knows all the numbers. So he knows numbers. Do you know them? Well, I'm his son, so what do you think? I think no, based on what else I know about you. <laughs> so the reason Joan comes to the police station to meet Sherlock is because um, Bill and the captain are interrogating Benny. Benny is the killer. <laughs> Benny. Killer. Killer. So he's um, obviously he doesn't like... Natasha, because when she was writing her thing about the warrior gene, he says that she used his blood without his permission. And then when she wrote the thing, she was like, yeah, this guy whose blood I have, he's an incurable sociopath. This guy sucks super bad. Yeah. And at the time, the guy's in jail and Mm -hmm. he's trying to get parole. Yeah. And being called an incurable sociopath didn't help. No. No, it did not. It did the opposite. <laughs> so Sherlock is texting Bell and Captain that uh, it's not him. And then he, they're like, it's, so it's, anyway, we have your DNA on file because you're a felon. Like, bing! They get another text. Yeah, they keep trying to interrogate, but their phones keep going off. Mm-hmm. And he bangs on the two-way glass and he screams, You delay, but time will not! 
time we're not <laughs> and so they, they come out of the out of the, the interrogation room and he comes out of the observation room and he's like ben franklin said that and captain is like i wish you didn't say anything <laughs> what the fuck and he's like benny didn't do this because like the person that's involved in this the person that killed her is like involved in like this genetics thing mm-hmm. right he he's just a stabber guy and Bella's like, okay, well, we have his DNA on file, and he has a history of stabbing people, and he went to jail before. So we're going to run his DNA, if you don't mind. And Sherlock's like, well, I can't tell you how to do your job, but you are wrong. So. You can go ahead and, and do that, but by the time you get your results back, I'll have the real killer. Mm-hmm. So nanny nanny money money poo poo. Yeah. And he's like, and I'll find the person that induced this hereditary disease in this person, and then killed Natasha. For it. And Captain is like, oh, yeah, your theory your, your theory sounds way more realistic. Yeah, that's much more plausible. It's probably that and not just the violent guy who stabs people, stab, yeah. to so- stab someone else. So Joan and Sherlock, I almost said Joan and Watson. Joan and Sherlock go to the Leiden's office where Carter Leiden works. And they're like, we think that one of your employees might have done this to your dad. We need root access to your server. We need all your files. So we can look at every email and computer file that's ever been sent around. And Carter's like, uh. I have emailed so many nudes. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to. Um, and then the other brother also comes in. And he's like, yeah, you're going to leave now. Yeah, and he looks more like a jock. Yeah, he's he's big and he's he's not sitting at the desk. I'm the big brother. Yeah, <laughs> he is a big brother. And Joan is like, well, actually, um, we need termination in writing, countersigned by both parties. And so the jock brother writes. Oh, oh, right, because it was their dad that hired. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, and they can kick them out now because he's been declared mentally incompetent because right, of, of the, the whole CA going becoming paranoid and shooting your driver thing yeah so apparently you don't get to make choices after you shoot people yep so so uh the big bro writes you're fired on a sticky note and hands it to joan (laughs) go sign here yeah and uh and then they're leaving and she's like haha she's so giddy it's great she did a great job because she's like i was clever um i noticed that Carter bites his nails, and people who bite their nails usually bite pens, and nobody ever asks true. for their pen back after they give it to you to sign something. They don't think of it. I do this, but some people don't. I guess, I would bet rich people don't think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pen. What could it cost? $10? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. And Sherlock is like, good job. Um, it's not a bad gambit, uh, but a hair sample would have been better. And Jonah's like, okay, what the fuck? This is my second day of being a detective. Yeah, what do you what do you want from me? How, how could I possibly get a hair sample? And Sherlock's like, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, be a pickpocket and steal a guy's comb, like I did. Like I did. And then he pulls out the comb, and he pulls out an evidence bag to put it in. Mm-hmm. Hands one to, to Joan as well for yep. her pen. It's just like, if you want to be a detective, you should always carry around evidence bags. <laughs> This is kind of like if you want to have a dog, you should always carry around little poopy bags. Oh, the the best thing I, that ever happened to me was the the little leash attachment of the uh, doggy bags. Mm-hmm. It's not an extra thing I have to grab. Yes. 
Because you're always going to need it. Yeah. She should just... You know, have uh, evidence bags in, in all of her coats just to be safe. <laughs> well, you could just attach it to her leash. <laughs> so now I'm just imagining a little um, coat hook that looks like Joan's butt. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have one that looks like a dog's butt with the, the tail up. Audience, if you're listening and thinking I'm a pervert, that's not why. <laughs> so now there's some interesting things. Because Finally. <laughs> yeah, this this episode was a snooze fest. It turns out, what does the DNA match? What does the DNA test tell us? The, the DNA, uh, uh, the blood on the painting matches Benny's DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Benny is a killer, but that works even better. I like it. You're an improv singer. Thank you. So um, he's like, there's no way. And Bella's like, well, you matched all 13 points of the test that we run, so it was a perfect match for you. It was you. And you don't even have an alibi anyway, so. Bleh. So there. And he's like, what if I did have an alibi? So they come back in. And what's his alibi? Well, uh, see, Benny lives in uh, a neighborhood in which he can see across the street into his neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And said neighbor has a wife who uh, has been away at times uh, and a babysitter who has been doing him. He's cheating on his wife with his babysitter. Uh, and they don't draw the curtains. And they don't. They want the world to see. <laughs> and that one Benny did. So Benny decided to set up a little uh, tripod with a camera and uh, film the action going on. <laughs> so and they're so, like, wow, your alibi for the crime is a different crime. You're getting blackmail evidence on your neighbor, huh? Great. Good guy. Great and, guy. And, and it, it's funny. That was that was a time where I'm like, oh, cops think differently than me. Because I was just like, this dude just is a peeping Tom. <laughs> I don't even think that you could, oh, it's the babysitter. and You can monetize you that. You can blackmail. Mm-hmm. Is it just me, or is sometimes blackmail not the worst crime you can do? Because, like, this dude's cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. You should blackmail him for, like, six months, get, like, $5,000 a month out of him for or something. I don't know what the yeah, guy's yeah. budget is, <laughs> right? And then be like, psych, and send them to your to the wife anyway. Yeah. you. There's also a lot of work that goes into blackmailing because you do have to, you know, find out what their, their budgetary restrictions are. Because mm-hmm. you can't just be like, give me $2 million. Right. And then they're just like, I don't have that. Yeah. And you're like... Fine, I'll take one million. But then you look soft. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. You should just be like, give me all the money in your account. And then the person will be like, five million dollars. <laughs> and then you're like, eh, yes. <laughs> yeah, whoever would blackmail me would be like, you have to send me $600 every month for the next year. Someone that blackmails me is like, you have to give me Balto's poop. <laughs> Every day for a week. <laughs> and I'm like, no! That's his own personal property! <laughs> it's the only thing he makes. <laughs> Just kidding. He makes a mess all the time. <laughs> and he makes a lot of noise. So this is an interesting development in the case. That Sherlock is like, this doesn't sound right at all. But before we get into more case solving, Joan is like, why are your sweaters outside of my room again? Deja vu. Yeah. Sherlock's like, well, 
So here's the thing. I accidentally um, did a whoopsie and spilled uh, ink all over my pants. All over my... No, not my pants. The, the sweaters. All over my sweaters. <laughs> and he's like, we agreed that you would do the dry cleaning. We didn't say how often you'd have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Very Sherlock of him, I feel yeah. like. She's like, fine, but I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, and he's like, no, when it's your sweaters, you can make whatever choice you want, but these are my sweaters. And he had to go to this place because they use a special type of ammonia that is not, <laughs> um, uh, my skin is not sensitive to. <laughs> he says emollients, but yeah. I don't understand half of the words that come out of his mouth. <laughs> so she's like, ugh, fine. He, he he also says earlier, um, the, the, when she comes back from the first time, he's like, I, I like them. I, I find them charming. Yeah, yeah. She's like, they kind of suck. He's like, well, their bedside manner is not the greatest, but <laughs> yeah. So um, he's showing her about, um, so he's showing her what he's been working on with the case because he's like, this Benny blood thing, it just doesn't, it doesn't track. So, you know, possibility one is that Benny's right and somebody planted his blood, got his blood, and planted it. But he says it's an investigative dead end, which I don't know how that would be true. Like, you could investigate it where his blood is and if somebody stole it, you know? Yeah. But he's like... Lazy writing. <laughs> but Sherlock is like, um, but I don't think it was that. And I, I think it's more, the more intriguing possibility, too. And that's the name of the title. It's the name of the title. And um, the part on the wall that is labeled possibility two is completely blank because he's got no idea. Could be anything. Could be anything. Maybe it's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bear bit Benny, got some of Benny's blood in its bear teeth, and then went to the lab and killed Vanessa or whatever. Natasha. Natasha. I know. And got his bare, bloody, Benny teeth on the painting. Mm-hmm. That's why there are no holes on the painting. There was no bare fur found anywhere. No, But it's a good theory of mine, so <laughs> it's probably true. So this is where Joan goes to the main moon. She sees the same mink coat that was there yesterday in the same exact spot, which means they haven't turned on the laundry car wash. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Slow day yesterday? I see coats in the same... Or, slow day yesterday? And the woman is like... Polish, 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 Polish. And the guy's like... She said, why you ask that? And Joan's like, well, the coat's in the same place, so you probably haven't moved it. And then... Oh, you got some nice security cameras out here. That's interesting. Why are they so nice? Why do you have so many security cameras in your laundromat? Do you get um, robbed a lot? Yeah. And the woman's like, bye. <laughs> you got four in here, two outside. Mm-hmm. So Joan goes home, and she's like, Sherlock, I figured it out. You sent me to Main Moon Dry Cleaning because they're uh, shitty at dry cleaning. They have all these security cameras. You know, They don't have any business. Th something's up with them. Something clearly is going on there. It's fishy. You figured it out, and you wanted me to figure it out, and that's what I did. And Sherlock's like, I wanted my sweaters to be clean. Sweaty. I'm a dirty boy. That's <laughs> it. And he says a very British thing. I have no idea what you're on about. Americans don't say that. Mm. But Sherlock does. What are you on about? 
What are you on about? What are you on about, love? I wanted my sweaters. So Sherlock is now um, doing the thing that Joan had the idea to do, but now it's smart because it's his idea, which is he's talking to the other geneticists. But he's not talking to the guy from Norway with the co-signed loan from Carter Leiden. Right. He's talking to the non-suspect geneticists. Mm-hmm. And they say that it's possible. And he's like, Yergi, explain this to, to Joan. So Yergi is, so he's like, you know, he's on a seven screen Zoom meeting where each each monitor is a different person. But uh, Yergi says, you know, it's rather interesting. But first I should give you a base knowledge on cellular biology. And Sherlock's like, thank you so much, Yergi. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he would talk forever. And uh, call. Yeah. And uh, so Sherlock explains it instead, which is that the standard blood test, like Marcus mentioned to Benny, tests 13 loci of your DNA. Like top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. There's, there's specific locations in, in the DNA that they test. <laughs> Do you think loci is the plural of location? Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't it? Yeah, it's like 13 different markers. It's 13 different locations up and down the the double helix. So theoretically speaking, you wouldn't have to recreate someone's entire DNA. You would just have to get those 13 loci right. Mm -hmm. And he got the sample from the ME that they had tested that came out as a match to Benny. And there's only those 13 loci at all in the DNA sample. (laughs) I, I imagine it like... Swiss cheese DNA, <laughs> where it's like missing a bunch of parts. It's missing, it's like inverse Swiss cheese, because it's only got the little parts. Yeah. I'm just thinking proportionally, but your They gotta be connected sense. somehow. Yeah. yeah. Your thing makes more sense. So, um, so this is a faked blood sample. Somebody took blood and stripped the DNA out of it and put these loci in. Shockingly, Sherlock was right. Yeah, and Benny was sort of right. Well, he didn't suggest possibility, too. Yeah, he was right when he said, I didn't do it. <laughs> he was 100% right about that. So <laughs> when, he, when he said, I didn't do it, I'm just a perv. Yeah, and a sociopath. So A warrior, thank you very much. <laughs> so Joan is like, okay, so a geneticist must have done this. But, uh, oops, all geneticists. Everybody we've talked to attached to this case is a geneticist. And Sherlock is like, yeah, but only one did the classic killer behavior of pointing us at another suspect, specifically at Benny. Oh, whose DNA we found. Who was... DNA was being framed. Very conveniently framed. So whoever mentioned Benny might be trying to frame him. Mm-hmm. Who mentioned Benny? Natasha's boyfriend. Natasha's boyfriend. What do you think his name is? Because I didn't write it down. Herman Flurman. Why did I know you were going to say a name that rhymes? <laughs> Don't all names? Yes. Alark. Park. Um, not mine. My okay, legal name Vec. is... My new legal name is Valflycub. Oh. So. Fub. Vub. 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 Vub Flight Cub. Vub sounds like something that a sex tor- toy store would sell. <laughs> We got we got probes, uh, vubs. <laughs> we got a new vub for you. That's a 
vibrator you put in your ball. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> Look, I didn't invent the vub, uh-huh. so I don't know. You know, or it's a vibrating glove that you use to rub your partner's Ooh. back. Ooh, that would hurt your hand, probably. You think? Yeah, because you're also vibrating your hand at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk, get on it. <laughs> Just kidding. That would be the Elon Musk Grimes collaboration after their child, the Vub. I mean, it also might just be initials. It might stand for vibrating ultra butt plug. So that just sounds like a premium version of things that already exist. Yeah, which yeah. most things are. Just better versions of other things. Food for thonk. <laughs> so this is really funny because, okay. Natasha's boyfriend is the suspect. And, you know, we're getting close to the end of the episode. So it's like, mm, he's probably, he probably did it. So they're like, okay, you're a geneticist. You have a really good lab. And you know what? We told your bosses our theory. And we don't even need a warrant. We're looking at your stuff right now because they granted us access. If you manufacture that DNA sample at your work. We're going to find it. Yeah. And here I am sitting with my, like, printouts of stuff that I printed at work. And I'm like, oh, God. Fuck. Because if, if you can get arrested for using work material, work stuff to do things, uh-huh. I'm in trouble. Okay. I don't think he's getting in trouble for using work equipment for playtime. I think he's getting in trouble because that playtime was killing his girlfriend oh. and framing a man for it. It's the murder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I printed something out at work one time where I printed it and I forgot to select the right printer so I didn't know where it was. And I literally had no fucking idea where it was in the building, mm-hmm. like on either of the three floors. And I was freaking out because the thing that I had printed was my bank statement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just like, fuck! I found it, but um, I did look stupid while I was looking for it. Anyway. I have never done anything wrong at work. That's good. Um, so... The boyfriend explains what happened, and um, he says, after we got in... His his explanation is funny to me, I think. He says, so after we got engaged, Tasha and I both got genetic workups done, and she wanted us to get checked for the warrior gene. Because we want to have a little warrior baby, except not a warrior baby, just a normal baby. Regular baby, yeah. yeah. And turns out he had it. And he was like, she said that she didn't care, but she started getting distant. And she started calling people at night and staying late at work. And I know she was stepping out on me. And she was preparing to leave me. She even canceled our dinner date on my birthday. Well, my birthday. I only have one a year. That was the crossing, crossing the line. She was going to leave me, and she doesn't get to make that decision. Guy so sounds I, like a fucking sociopath. Yeah. So I killed her. Yeah, it was like she was going to break up with me for being a sociopath, so I did the thing that made sense to me, which was murder her. <laughs> like, damn, dude, think maybe she's right about that? So, um... And I even know the name of the guy she was sleeping with. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Dunwoody. Uh-huh. Dumb fucking name. Yeah, why, why did she put it in her, uh, um, calendar? Why would she have his... Why would she write out his full name like that? Anyway, and so Sherlock is like, Okay, it's all coming together now, yes. Yeah. So then why did you induce CAA in that guy? 
He's like, what the heck are you talking about? He's like, I didn't do that. I just murdered my girlfriend. Yeah. Which is still bad. I get I get that. But I didn't do the other thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I'm a level one geneticist. <laughs> yeah. She was a, a advanced paladin geneticist. <laughs> so Lincoln Dunwoody is the guy. The guy. Now, sometimes they'll have a name of a person... And it'll be like, Jose Santiago. And they'll be like, there are 46 guys with that name in New York City. <laughs> On this block. On this block. But this time, Lincoln Dunwoody doesn't exist in all of New York. Not a single New Yorker named Lincoln Dunwoody? Nobody is that white, apparently. <laughs> and... Hi, Bobo! Sherlock has made a discovery that he is explaining to to Joan, which is um, that Lincoln and Dunwoody, as they sound, are also each last name, separate last <gasps> names. Like Abraham Dunwoody. <laughs> Our 17th president, yes. Did you see um, Toy Story 3? No. Uh, well, it starts off with Andy being Dunwoody. In his school play? Done with Woody. Oh, oh. Dang. <laughs> so if you look at Lincoln and Dunwoody as two last names, as I was saying before, your hilarious joke. Sorry. Sounds sarcastic, but it was really funny. <laughs> um, Woody and Vub. Mm-hmm. What? Woody and Vub instead of Woody and Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Lincoln and Dunwoody are the last names of two philanthropic families in New York City. Yeah, Dunwoody has to be the name of a billionaire. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, the patriarch of the Lincoln family, whose name is Freneep Lincoln, (laughs) has CAA. Oh, shit. But nobody else in their family history ever has. Oh, shit. Very suspinch, don't you think? Super. Super mm-hmm. sus. And Greta Dunwoody, who is the, you know... Matriarch. Matriarch of the Dunwoodies, has um, conspicuously disappeared from social circles. She's not really in... Has left the public eye. She's left the public eye. She's right the public ear. <laughs> um, no. So, Sherlock is like, you know, maybe she hasn't, and that's why she's not being so sociable. And the Dunwoodies just donated like $20 million to this one specific hospital. So Sherlock is like, if she is sick, that's She's probably at this specific hospital. It's probably where it is. It'd be funny if it was like if she was at a different one and they were like, yeah, we donated to their competitors to like make them more motivated to do well. <laughs> you know, it's like your, your competitors have a leg up. You got to work really hard to do <laughs> to be the ones to solve this. So then they go to this, I have no idea where they are because it doesn't look like a hospital. Yeah, my first thought was that the $20 million got her like this huge suite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private yeah, wing. Private, yeah, exactly. It's true. Yeah, it probably is it. Um, so it's this older woman. She's playing at the piano and um, Sherlock and Joan come up to her and um, they give her a little bouquet of flowers just to... Just because. Sherlock's like, thought we would check in on you. Yeah. 
She's like, oh, that's very sweet. And then she says something that immediately induced tears in you. It's heartbreaking. She says... It is. It's very sad. She basically says, are, are, you, are you one of my sons? Are you my son? She says, yeah, she says, you're not one of my... You're not my son, are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Such a sad... That's a baby shoes never worn type situation. <laughs> like, right away, just... Well, also because literally, like, four days ago, I watched a video on Reddit of a guy taking his mom out to lunch, and and he, she could not tell him how they knew each other. Oh. Yeah. He, she was like, are you a friend from school? Aww. And right after, she says, you're not my son, are you? Uh, and he says, like, you know, we're just checking up on you. She's like, do you mind if I practice? I have to practice if I want to get into Juilliard. And they're like, well... That's uh, that's probably CAA. That's CAA. That's fast acting dementia. And he mentions, which I also do find fascinating about the human brain, how uh, you can lose, you know, like dementia causes you to lose all your short term and a, a lot of long term memory. But she's still playing the piano beautifully, um, and, and muscle memory doesn't go anywhere. Mm. Some absolutely fascinating studies about uh, people with different brain disorders, uh, but stuff they're they're still able to do, like mm. uh, especially with with people that have had their corpus callosum um, severed, which is the thing that connects your left and right side of your brains. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like stuff like like the scientists would be like, uh, they block half of the the patient's vision, and the the patient thinks that they can't see anything, but the doc is like copy the shapes that you're looking at and the patient's like i don't see anything but they do it wow. but they, they copy the shapes because the, the the part that isn't there is just the part that allows them to see it the brain is actually still taken in that information and can send it to the muscles of the arm to repeat wow but not to the ocular portion of the brain that's crazy the occipital lobe anyway it's wild. Fun science corner with Alec. <laughs> Fun science corner. Ding. <laughs> so now we're back at the brownstone. And uh, this is a shot from inside the fridge, which we get a couple of those throughout the series. Um, Sherlock is scrub-a-dubbing away. And um, Joan is like, hey, uh, you're cleaning the fridge already. And he's like, yep. And she's like, I thought we were going to um, see who was giving people CAA. And he's like, yeah, that was number one on my list. Cleaning the fridge is number two. <laughs> so she's like, okay, well, who did it? And he's like, oh, no, no. You tell me. You tell me. You're the detective now. Which he also said when she was like, are these the same sweaters as last time? He's like, you're a detective now. You tell me. <laughs> um, and so Joan pieces together that the geneticist from... Norway was paid off by Carter and it would make sense for Carter to want his father to be out of the picture, but it doesn't make sense for him to poison other people. So Carter was probably paying that geneticist to help his dad after he got sick. Mm -hmm. Find a cure. Mm -hmm. But the Lincoln Foundation has already donated money to Watt Helix for research into the thing he, he has, into CIA. And she realizes... Natasha was a whistleblower. She realized that somebody was inducing CIA in people 
so that they would donate money to research CAA. And they probably were planning on poisoning a bunch of other people because, you know, not everyone with CAA was going to immediately donate to CAA research. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to do a couple. And she's like, but you'd have to be really smart to do this. Who made this molecule? And Sherlock's like, probably the smartest person there. Ooh. And she's like looking at a m- magazine for Watt Helix for some reason. And like he points at Mr. Watt himself. Whoa! We've seen him before, but only in portrait form. Only in portrait form. So then we go to the conference room for another parlor room reveal. Ooh, two in one. Two in one. We kind of have a third one uh, earlier in the episode when Captain says, it was Gerald Lydon. Not really. It's not his driver. (laughs) I'm not really sure if a parlor room reveal is just a guy going, bang, I did it. (laughs) Well, he was in the parlor. (laughs) So um, anyway. So they're in the investigation room, interrogation room. The conference room. Conference room. The vending machine room. <laughs> Wherever. It doesn't matter. They're on chairs. He, and, 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 and Mr. Watt is there with his lawyer. And the police are asking them questions. And the, the lawyer is, is answering all of them. And he did it. It was him. He, he has it. He has, he has CAA. Uh, they figured it out. He did it. The reason that he's semi-retired is because he's not lucid all of the time. And, you know, he probably went into genetics to try and solve CAA because he actually has it. He has a family history of it. Mm -hmm. Naturally occurring. Naturally occurring. Very rare these days. Yeah. Um, and all of the victims, um... All three of them stayed at a hospital, had some kind of something at the hospital that he still has privileges at. So he could have snuck into and injected them with a little brain hurting jo- juice. <laughs> um, so because that's that's how you do it. You, you you put it in someone's IV. It's worked before yeah. for killing that other person in the that other episode. Of Sherlock, oh yeah, uh, Sherlock Holmes show Elementary. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the long and short of it. He did it. So there's that. And now the, the main crime solving is done. And now it's time for some character-based crime solving. Ooh. De- development. Crime solving development. Some detective development. Yes. So she goes to... Sure, uh, Holmes. Uh, fuck. Watson. Watson. So Watson goes to Main Moon Dry Cleaning, the terrible dry cleaners. And she's like, hello, it's me again. I brought Detective Bell. <gasps> what? I told him about the worst dry cleaner of all time, and he wanted to check it out. He was like, I have a dirty coat. <laughs> yeah, right. He's just also there with all his dry cleaning. But no, he looked into Main Moon Dry Cleaning, and the new ownership that had taken over since the last people were owned by a shell corporation. And we've seen Ozark. Uh-huh. So we know that that means that... The only thing they're laundering is cash. Oh, got them. And so they're arrested. And Joan goes home and she's like, I did it. Everybody's arrested. And Sherlock's like, that's great. Close the door immediately. <laughs> and he's in this room that I don't think we ever see again. And uh, she's like, I figured out Main Moon Dry Cleaning is the front. Um, why didn't you 
like confirm it for me when I came to you earlier. <laughs> well, he, he was like, oh, good. You, you figured it out. I thought I was going to have to send you there a few more times. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, so if you knew, why, why didn't you tell me when I, I brought it up yesterday? Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, because if I had told you that I sent you there on a mission, then, then you would have just thought you were doing a mission. But since I, I told you they were just there by happenstance, you're learning to trust your intuition. Your detective instincts yeah. to see extraordinary and interesting things all the time. Right, because I don't want you to just be a detective when I tell you to be a detective. you got to be a detective all the time. Also, you have to keep the door of this room shut while I look around with a jar in my hand, because the solitary bee is loose. <laughs> the bee got out! The bee is out. <laughs> um, yes. I was looking at it, and it flew away. <laughs> it's like that um, interview with Obama where he says, the bear is loose, but it's uh, the bee. The bee is loose. <laughs> um so yeah, every every experience has the ability to contain multitudes, and you you need to be aware of that as a detective. She did it. She did it. She's becoming a detective. She's becoming a detective. While they trap the bee. <laughs> they do end the episode with the, the bee back in the jar. So phew. Yeah. Uh, this bee does not come back up, but that's fine. So that's the episode. We have some questions this week. Oh, snap. So I put out a call for questions on our LMNOP cast Twitter, at LMNOP cast, if that wasn't obvious. And uh, we got two questions. So the first one is from best friend of the show at Leaf Crunch, Alex. I say that because she's the only guest we've had so far. <laughs> um, and she asks, what would Joan do if every detective case she was on involved bees? And would she would she lean into it and call herself a detective? <laughs> it's two higher, two grades higher than a detective. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think she would do? It would take some getting used to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, cases three, four, five. <laughs> Be like, this is kind of getting a little weird. Uh huh. But then, yeah, I think by by eight, nine, ten, she'd be like, okay, the sol- the the mysteries can get pretty sticky. Ah. But solving them is still very sweet. <laughs> but I don't think that she has the whimsy to call herself a detective, but I do think Sherlock would call her a detective. Mm-hmm. There, there would also be an episode where where they would deal with a bee cult called the Hive Mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of shit they would do in <laughs> elementary. Yes. Um, another question from uh, Joe at The Tallest Jew who says, what's the largest quantity of money you've ever laundered? By which, of course, I mean left in your pocket when you wash them. Or crime, I guess. Whatever's more. Uh, so I've, I've laundered plenty of coins. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. There have been a few dollars. But, but the worst, I, have a, I had a pool in my backyard growing up. And my siblings and I would often push each other into the pool mm-hmm. at inopportune times. One of those times included uh, when my wallet was in my pocket. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, this was also back when I had a Velcro Patriots-themed wallet. <laughs> yeah. Got, got pushed in the pool. and just had, like, you know, I, I just got off work, so I had a bunch of singles. <laughs> I just remember having to, like, lay them all out so they could dry. <laughs> 
Um, I don't remember any specific instance of me washing. I mean, I'm, I know that I've washed bills in my past, maybe a 20 mm-hmm. here or there. Um, but it just reminds me of the um, Soldier Boy Instagram post that I believe the caption is, I left 3K in my jeans, fuck. <laughs> and it's a picture of his washing machine and all these w- sopping wet bills laid out around the, <laughs> the thing of it. And it's like $2,800 bills. Damn. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I think the worst thing I've ever laundered was a pen. Oh! then I had pen on all of my clothes. Is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Ugh, God. I mean, it depends. <laughs> Not intend that until halfway through that word, um, <laughs> but but yes, this this particular time, I wound up with a lot of clothes with with pen splotches, ink splotches on them. Yeah, that sounds awful. That sounds really not fun yeah. at all. So those are the questions that we got. If you have any questions for us about this or any other episode or upcoming episode about elementary or elemental p, you can submit them at. Elemenopcast. Send us a little message. Send us a little at. You know, you can send us a direct message so that nobody knows that you sent it. Ooh, secret. Mm-hmm. Secret. Keep it on the DL that you like elementary. Now, as opposed to what I do, which is that I don't let anyone exist without knowing that I like elementary. <laughs> it's my favorite show. It's very good. Now, I um, read an interesting fact of Sherlock trivia that I wanted to tell to you today because Ooh. I think it's interesting. Okay. Or a couple things, actually. So... One of the reasons that um, elementary is the way that it is, is because apparently when they first made it, it was going to be an American version of BBC Sherlock, Mm. but like The Office, but um, BBC Sherlock was like, (laughs) no. So they had to make it different enough. And so that's why they have like, Joan is a woman, mm-hmm. um, they have Gregson, he's in New York City, he's a blonde, you know, there's all these changes. And um, my favorite change, his personality, is is a big one, and it's on purpose that it's so different. Yeah. And, um, and the weird thing about Sherlock Holmes as a character is that most of the stories are in public domain, but there are three left that aren't. And the Doyle estate, do you know about this already? Yeah, nice Sherlock. Yeah, so the Doyle estate sues anybody that, because he only got nice in those last three books. Mm. Okay. Um, I saw somebody comment on that of just like, yeah, that's just a money grab, but whatever. Yeah. Um, You can't be a detective without being at least somewhat empathetic to the (laughs) human condition. But um, so the Doyle estate actually did, um, I don't know if they filed a claim or I don't know what the legal word is for it, Uh but they went after elementary for it and elementary actually just paid the fine so that they could do it. Damn. So that they could have nice Sherlock. So, Uh, yeah. I wonder if uh, Enola Holmes did that at all. Oh yeah. I think Enola Holmes is based off of a different book that's Mm. not by, by Doyle. Like it's a totally separate series. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I, okay. The Sherlock in that, in Enola Holmes, mm-hmm. is played by Army Hammer, right? Uh, no. Um, it's uh, Man of Steel. The guy that looks like Army Hammer? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Okay. I was just thinking about the fact that um, Army is short for Armand. Uh-huh. Dude's name is Arm and Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> if you would like to uh, talk to us in a more Discord-like setting, you can join our Discord. Um, that's the pinned tweet on our, our Twitter at LMNOPcast. You can um, spam moon emoji, you know? Whatever. Joan is our main moon. <laughs> Dry cleaning. You know? And we'll say, Marcus Voice, thank you. So, <laughs> I am Val Flight Cub. You can find me at Twitter on Flight Cub. Buh. The second B stands for be in a box. I'm Alec. And if you find me, you've gone too far. <laughs> we are hosted by Noisespace.xyz. Thank you to Matt GameCube for Noise Space. We love the it. You can listen to other podcasts, but why would you? And <laughs> thank you to Summergeist at Stellar Ghost on t- Twitter for our pod art and Noah Geist Owl Dude on Twitter for our intro song. Our, our mashup, our potato mash, if you if you will. And if you won't, that's okay, too. And like we always say, this marble will keep on rolling. Gooby. Till next time. Gob. Gub. <laughs>